0: Welcome to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. I'm on Twitter at DML57. Uh, Once again, we were probably not going to record an episode this week because there just hasn't been much going on with the Hawks other than them being officially eliminated from the playoffs. And then Wednesday evening, some news happened. So here we are with a slight lineup change uh, to talk all about it. Up first, the analytics styling of Second City Hockey on Twitter at Jehoshas Witness. It's Shepard
1: Price. This is a good week uh, for you to, after this episode, go watch Ted Lasso because they've re- returned for their season four. Uh, and that's a positive presence because this is this podcast. I don't think is about to be very positive.
0: I'm in a much different state of mind because I watched The Big Short last night for the first time after discussions at my day job, and it uh, reinforced some of the anti-corporate stances I have developed as I've gotten older. No, good, and it good. also reinforced my general uh, – or just the, uh, the notion that just because somebody is, in, is working for or makes a shit ton of money doesn't necessarily mean they're smart or no. intelligent or good at their job. No, Pitch. it does not. Yeah. And, that, that uh, and there's means-
1: a there's there's a guy who can attest to that because he paid 44 billion dollars for Twitter and is quickly sinking it into the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that among other people. Um also with us this evening she's not on Twitter but she is at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR where she is the Second City Hockey Bulletin Wall of Text. It's Betsy.
2: Hi. I'm hopefully not going to be like super low energy on this because I just came from way too much baseball. And I hated every second
0: of it. Of, of Betsy, what'd you think about the uh, Shohei Otani-Mike Trout uh, famous duel on Tuesday night since you're such a baseball fan?
2: I honestly think I don't recognize any of those names. <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Oh, perfect. The those
1: are the, That's arguably the two best baseball players in the world.
0: Th- but that's exactly the answer I was hoping for is like, who's that? That's that's exactly what I wanted. Just as another reminder that it's. I think it's part of like the, it's almost disappointing that like, those two should be much bigger names. And, and like, that's, like, you're familiar with, like, Derek Jeter, I assume. Everyone knows Derek Jeter because he was on the Yankees. Hey, Rod. Alex Rodriguez. I'm
2: pretty sure the only, like, if somebody was, like, name a baseball player, the baseball player I would name is Chipper Jones. And oh, yeah, it's okay. You're was, from Georgia. Yeah. He actually owns a house in the city that my parents are from.
1: Uh,
0: well, it's just disappointing that those two, like, generationally good players are on a team that means nothing.
1: The L.A. LA Angels, baby. Just consistently fucking up a good thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also with us this evening, uh, Mill is not around. Unfortunately, he had some other engagements, so he cannot join us this evening. So we've tagged in. Uh, I I don't have an introduction for him yet. We're working on it. We're workshopping it. We'll uh, we'll get to it eventually. Maybe just this long rambling will be the introduction. But it's Eric Egenheimer.
3: Hello. Good evening. I have been to Anaheim, California many times. And there is nothing good there. Um, <laughs> there, There is a Portillo's in Buena Park, which is right next to Anaheim. And that's probably the only good thing in that vicinity. Disneyland. No, no. <laughs> I, was, I was including. Disney. You want to talk about the corporatization of America? It all starts with Disneyland. So. Yeah.
1: Well, it yeah. starts with Disney World.
0: Yeah, well, Disney. It starts with Disney. They've ruined it all for all of us. Um. So I, I guess with all the introductions done and uh, everyone is assembled, I, I guess we can get right to the thing uh, that happened this evening. Uh, it was around five or so when uh, Ben Pope of the Sun-Times had the scoop that the Blackhawks are not going to wear their Pride Night jerseys or their their Pride-themed jerseys on Pride Night on Sunday when they host the Vancouver Canucks at the United Center. Um, to follow up with that, uh, a few minutes after Pope's report, Mark Lazarus tweeted that the reason for it was not a player's decision. It was an organizational decision. And they were citing the uh safety of the Russian players involved or the Russian players on the team as the reason for why they've decided not to do this. The the, the way he worded exactly was safety concerns over Russia's anti LGBTQ propaganda law are behind the team decision not to wear the jerseys according to his sources. I'm told this was an organizational decision and it didn't come from the players. Then the Blackhawks later released a statement. Um, the, uh, just said, I I can read it in full, but you can find it online. There's not really much to it. They, they, I, there's no point in that statement where they mention that they're not wearing the jerseys. They're just saying we're doing all this other stuff still. So they haven't canceled pride night. They're just not wearing the jerseys. Um, but wearing the jerseys has become the big hot button item, uh, With the way things have gone in the NHL for the last few months, and uh, I I don't, the main like we talked about this briefly a few weeks ago about how this seemed like such a easy, simple thing the Blackhawks could do to just like repair their image a little bit. Easy points. Easy points. It's just there was a layup. Like just, just do this one little thing, and and no one, and like we can accept it, move on. Like it'll be a good night for the community and everyone involved. And now and now it's like I feel like they've already tarnished the entire night in general. And uh, like this, this Paul will be hanging over it for the next four to five days uh, between now and Sunday night. Um, and there's probably more things that will come out uh, in the next few days. We'll see what uh, if the Blackhawks release something or say something. They do play Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. So I imagine some players will be available to the media in the morning. Um, And so there I'm I don't know how many of the reporters are actually there right now, but we will I'm sure there will be some discussion of that after the morning skate. Um, But beyond that, I'm just going to swing it over to Shay and let the conversation go.
1: Hi, I'm a member of the LGBTQ community twice over. I am a member of the B and the T Um, as a non-binary person. I identify as a trans individual because I am not the gender I was assigned at birth as a pansexual person, I believe. I fall under the P, the B, bisexual. I don't like those two letters in bisexuality, but pansexuality is within the umbrella. Right now, my community is under constant attack from Republicans. Um, between drag shows, which are harmless, uh, the biggest threat to a kid at a drag show is a Christian with a gun. Um, and trans individuals who have been under attack for the last 10 years or so by all all, always by Republicans Um, to do this during this time where we are constantly under attack and where that attack will not end anytime soon, probably because the way, the way the Republican party is going is uh, towards fascism, which needs and relies upon a punching bag. And apparently they've chosen the LGBTQ community as their punching bag. Um, Chicago is one of the bluest cities in the country. Um, one of the best cities in the world, but it's it's one of the bluest country, cities in the country in a very, very blue state. Uh, there is no reason in the world that the Chicago Blackhawks, which represent that city, uh, which had a black lesbian mayor up until recently, um,
0: well, they, they still do for about another month or two.
1: Yes, they still do. <laughs> uh, She's still there. There's no reason, w- and, and her, her race was two black lesbians against each other, uh, because Tony yeah. Preckwinkle is also a black lesbian. Yeah. Um, there is no reason in the world that when other teams like the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights who have Russian players are still doing their pride nights, that the Blackhawks should cancel their jerseys, which is something they've done for years with, with Russian players in the past. Um, for a country, uh, not only is it evil and run by a megalomaniac uh, billionaire who, who sucks off the the blood of his people and just sort of uh, takes all of their money. Um, they attacked another country unprovoked. Uh, we should not be doing anything to appease Russia right now. Um, and so the fact that the Blackhawks are doing this um, for the safety of two players who could easily be benched and Phil Kuroshev, who isn't even Russian, he is Czech, um, is insane. It's an insane thing that Danny Wirtz. I am blaming solely on him. Because yeah, this is not a Rocky Woods decision. Rocky Woods has sort of been taken out of power. This is a Danny Wirtz decision. That's where all the fault in this lies. And so for him to do this is, I thought, never trust, never trust a hockey person. Apparently, because even the ones who are supposed to be good who act all good in public and who are like, "Oh, my dad's an embarrassment. Sorry about that. I'm I'm the good guy." No, you're not. You are just like the rest. You're yep. as evil as Philadelphia. You're as easy. You're as evil as Minnesota all these teams that have canceled their pride night in the midst of this attack on, on my people. I, I, I'll, like ultimately at some
0: point, I feel like Danny Wertz has to go in front of the media in the next three to four days and explain this. Like, I, I don't explain, think, there's, I think there's any other spending. reason to do this um, because like there, there's so many, like the, if they cite the, this is where it gets very murky for me is, is when they start, they, they, they cite the, the the law that got passed in Russia and they're worried about the safety of players and their families. And that law got passed in December. So, you know, it, it's, it's a more of a recent concern, but the San Jose Jarks had two Russian players wearing their jerseys uh, just uh, last weekend. Uh, The Penguins had their pride night and Evgeny Malkin was wearing the pride jersey. So there's, like, you can, they make that argument, but there's also already counters to that argument. And uh, I think I might have mentioned this two weeks ago, when we were talking about this topic, but there was a long Twitter thread from uh, Slava Malamud, if I'm saying that wrong, forgive me, who's a hockey reporter who grew up in Soviet era or grew up in the Soviet Union before it became or went back to being Russia. and his big long thread was essentially all of this uh, things that the Russian hockey players are using hiding they're hiding behind these this anti this bill that was passed in Russia is complete bullshit. and I can't necessarily take his word for gospel because it's just one person's opinion, but you know, he did grow up in Russia. So I have reason to put some more stock behind his words than my own belief, no matter what I can Google on the internet. Cause he lived through it and he knows that culture better than I do. So I, that's the part like this whole angle right here is, is the, the part of this that I, I just, I just don't know, but it does seem like there is evidence against what the blackhawks ultimately concluded um betsy what about you what are your thoughts on this whole situation
2: my biggest problem with it is is that the blackhawks are preventing the other what 17 18 players from being able to wear jerseys when they're okay right. with it they're and not, not only are they okay
1: about it okay with it they're passionate about there's in some cases yeah they're so passionate about it
2: they're bending this weird. they're bending for like three players that honestly, uh, we don't even really know if those, because it's an organization problem and not, or organization decision and not a player's decision. So we don't even know if those particular players care.
0: Yeah. Because as you said, we've seen. Yeah, we don't know that yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We've seen that other Russian players, we've seen both sides. We've seen some Russian players say, no, I don't want to wear the jersey. Okay. And then you've seen other players wear it fine. So it should have been an opt-in, opt-out situation, honestly like even that's still not like the best but it's the best of both worlds as much as you can compromise let the russian players or whoever doesn't want to opt in fine they don't have to let the 17 plus other players that either are fine with it or are want to celebrate and help want to be a good ally or whatever um let them go ahead and do it that's my biggest problem is that it's it's they didn't have to go to this extreme. There were other options, and they they just didn't do it, which makes me feel like it's not about the Russians. There's some other thing happening here, Ex- and I don't know what it is. That's, I don't know it, what it.
0: Yeah, it, it feels it feels convenient is what is the word I landed on. It feels like it was a convenient excuse, and they were taking it. I want to read this comment verbatim, and then I'm going to bring in Eric. This comment from uh, a Stick at our website. Uh, The official line from the words is is that they will run all their plans through the world's worst dictators first to see if they get offended. And I just thought like that's it feels like they're letting Vladimir Putin dictate Blackhawks team policy. That's a very strange thing to do.
2: Yes. Um, And on on top of that, there was another comment that I literally just replied to that was from uh, H.J.W. 1219. They were talking about like if it's such a serious thing that Russian, that wearing a jersey would put family members in danger, wouldn't just participating in any event related to LGBTQ, because they just said the Blackhawks aren't taking anything else away. They're still going to be doing everything else, which signals that it's okay if it's a work-related thing, right? That should, you would think. Russian players wear American military Jerseys all the time. Like I've seen a picture, I've nights. seen a
0: picture going around Twitter of Ovechkin in a camo jersey. So yeah,
2: yeah, they don't seem to care about that, and I would feel like Putin would get like annoyed.
3: <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, all of exactly. that feels
2: very convenient. You're right; it's a it's a convenient excuse, and it sucks.
0: And two weeks ago, the Black Hawk, on March fourth, the Blackhawks had their Ukrainian Heritage Night, and I don't imagine that aligns with uh, Russian interests as well. But I. To also like, I I know because of the what the wording the Blackhawks used is why the focus of this could shift to Russia. But it's it was also a very non-Russian player on the San Jose Sharks last weekend who opted out of this as well. So I like I I know why the focus is going there, but it's not just like a Russian thing. It's more than more than just that. This is obviously in yeah. reference to James Reimer for for those yes. uh, unfamiliar.
1: Um, this goes to one of my my points about canceling these 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 jerseys and not letting players often. Name the players. Name the players who don't want to do it. But let them get the hate. They deserve the hate. They let, let them get the hate that they deserve. Ivan Provorov got a fucking ra- round of hate he justly des- deserved. Say, James Reimer got a round of hate that he justly deserved. These are these these men in air quotes who are who are doing this are cowards. They're cowardly. It's a rainbow. It's okay to wear a rainbow. Yeah. Good lord, you're afraid um, of colors.
0: Eric, go right ahead. I, I, I kept you waiting too long.
3: Well, no, and you want to talk about cowardice. How about throwing your players under the bus for the sake of your organization and saying nobody knows if Khrushchev or Hudobin or Zaitsev even said anything or if they even care. But all yeah. of a sudden their names are out there now yeah, and they're it makes out them look- in front of it. Yeah. And, and they could have no objection whatsoever. I don't know why as an organization, you would do that other than to try to protect yourself, uh, in some way, but it it just feels like gaslighting, like say what you really want, you know? And it's, I think that's kind of the problem with a lot of these statements in general that make me want to kind of, you know, bang my head in frustration is you're, you're hiding behind something that just isn't true and you're not saying what your true intentions are. And if it's, I don't know what the true intentions are in the case of the words family or the organization, obviously, but they felt some type of pressure or some type of concern that made them rethink it after one of the captains of their team just came out and made a statement, you know, positively supporting everything that was going on and progressing towards that night. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, And I was trying to think when I first saw, and I think it was Lazarus who brought it up in the first place, who kind of just casually dropped the Russian thing in an article a a week or two ago. Um, So, I I mean, that's just – it's interesting that it was kind of out there for anyone to use and then – they just kind of came in and decided to use it, especially right on the heels of what just happened with Reimer, where San Jose did not back the player, and they made him sit there, they made him answer questions, and they made him wear it. Yeah. So I I just don't understand. And there's more bigger picture stuff that involves with that. We're not talking about that right at this particular moment, but I just don't understand in general.
0: Yeah, like they're um, – the. The article from The Athletic, I remember there was – they did a big article about, like, the inf- the effect of Russia's law that they passed in December and, and how that m- might affect. And I feel like it was kind of a, like a speculative thing. Like, there wasn't it, – it, it left a lot of gray matter in the middle because I think there's only so much that you can confirm with a foreign country, especially one of that nature. Like, I think there was a quote from a sociological professor in the article, which – and 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 the professor, and i'm I'm not going to name the professor because i uh, I, I, I don't want to get the quote wrong, but it it was something along the lines of, yeah, there could be backlash, but we don't really know and and I feel like that quote does absolutely nothing for me because it doesn't tell me anything yes or no. It just adds a little more gray onto this already gray picture. but um, yeah, I just there's i I, I come back to just the I don't understand why this was what they landed on and and then the 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 two reports that have come out since that just like throw everything at the feet. Just they, it comes back to the, I keep coming back to that word convenient. That is a convenient excuse. And they had, they had an opportunity to do something and there was any organization that could like do something nice and progressive and, and encouraging and, and take a step forward this was the team that needed to do it. And they and they fuck up again. Like this just it's so goddamn disappointing to watch this to, to be a fan of the Steep sometimes. And to to your point, uh, Eric about Connor Murphy's quotes, like he he was asked about it was like two or three weeks ago when Connor Murphy was asked if he is um I was asked about Pride Night and he said his quote was something along the lines of like, I'm, we're going to wear it and I don't think anyone in this locker room is going to have a problem with it. And then he was gone for a week because uh, he had some family matters to attend to or something like that. So there was never any follow up about it. I'm very interested to see what happens with Conor Murphy's quotes Thursday mornings because it just seems like there's a there's some disconnect between the
1: people upstairs
0: and the people who are playing on the ice. Right.
1: Now. Guys, I left for a week. And you did this? Well, I, I just not guaranteed that we're all going to be wearing the jersey. What are you doing? That's what kind that's what of Murphy's going to say to the media.
0: And this just came across as uh, going around on Twitter right now, so I wanted to bring this up. So the Seattle Thunderbirds, we talked about this last week. Luke Prokop is a National Predators uh, prospect. He's the only openly gay player under an NHL contract, I believe. If I forget, yeah, he does he have an NHL
3: contract?
1: He, he, I believe he does. I believe he's okay. right after the draft.
0: He was, I believe he's the only openly active, openly gay, like NHL draft pick. So um, he plays for the Seattle Thunderbirds with Kevin Korczynski and Nolan Allen and Colton Dock, uh, who are all Blackhawks prospects. And I guess the Seattle Thunderbirds, according to this tweet uh, from Michaela Gray, the Seattle Thunderbirds uh, chose not to have a pride night. So the fans organized one of their own and all of the Seattle Thunderbirds players are on the ice Right now for their pregame warmups and they're all having the uh, rainbow tape on their sticks. So yeah. this is like I, I feel like this is part of just the evolution. I feel like in five, ten years, like because there are younger players who grew up in a world that's uh, much different than the world that I or Eric or really anybody in this discussion is is uh, it's a much different world than any of us grew up in because all these players are like 18, 19, 20. And it seems like there's more of an acceptance of the LGBTQ community among younger people. And so I feel like in five, 10 years, we're like, you're gonna look back and like, why was this such a big deal?
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. This is, this is, do you want me, me to do like a little bit of a, a societal explanation right now? I, I mean, if, okay. if, you, if
0: you're really, if real really want to, we, might as well, because that's, it's all, it's all part of the picture.
1: Okay. So besides <clears throat> trans and trans people and drag events, One of the other things Republicans hate is cities. And you know why Republicans hate cities? Not only do people live there, but they interact there. (laughs) And the more you interact with other people who are not like you, the more you get to empathize and relate and sort of see their perspective and, and hang out with them and realize that they're people. That's what's happening in Seattle. That's what's happening with the Thunderbirds. They're realizing that their gay teammates, just a dude. That's just a person. Um, and so they they become friends with him. They're hanging out. They're going out after after the after games. And he's just a guy. <laughs> like he's yeah, like like, like in, just, the, in, in the best way possible. He's just a dude. Like he's just a just a dude. dude. Yeah. And and so they're they're of course they're rainbow tape, taping their sticks. They're supporting their their friend. They're supporting their guy. Like that's what's gonna happen. That's. That, yeah, uh, that, this that, is seems, this is what happens when there's more gay, openly gay people, and there's when you're first, you're getting your first openly gay teammate. Like in, in like t- in like five years, when Luke Prokops a fucking National Predator, they're gonna be do, like doing everything on Friday night.
0: I just do hope they trade Luke away from the National Predator just so I can appreciate him more.
1: That's all. Yeah, t- especially <laughs> with what's going on in Tennessee right now.
2: Well, yeah, but Nashville has a great gay community. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. All right. They have great Jack shows down
0: there. I'll I'll make an exception for Luke. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, like, there's, it's, like, as I I was thinking about this a lot tonight, like, it it feels like the whole, like, I'm worried that, like, this entire Pride Night thing is, like, it's, like, damaged beyond repair, that all this discussion around the the pregame jerseys takes up so much of the oxygen that it, you know, and he, all the good stuff gets forgotten about because there's so many good things that happen, like going back to the fl- Flyers night. Like I remember James Van Riems, had was meeting with members of the LGBTQ community and then comes into the locker room and's like, sorry, I'm late. I got to answer all these questions. I was just like, like doing all this good shit. And now I got to come here and respond for my asshole teammate that it seems like none of them liked anyway. So um, I, I just I, I worry about like the future of these things because it feels like they have lost they have lost their purpose because of all this other bullshit that's happening on the outside. And they're like, I I don't know what else to do because every, every time it comes up, it like the, the point of this has been lost in all of this other nonsense.
2: There has to be some way to shift the narrative back to the positive. Um, Because right now the narrative is dictated by the negativity. Um, That's all that's come out of the San Jose sharks situation. That team did so much like, they went above and beyond what I think any other team has done so far for Pride Night. And then you have Reimer, who just is like this giant, dark shadow over it. And poor, like, Logan Couture, who had to be like, this fucking sucks. And he had to give a big statement. And he was like, we hated everything about it and all this other stuff. Um, just like JVR had to do for the Flyers. Yeah. And it sucks that the focus is on that. And the Blackhawks, like, I feel like they could have had a little bit of the best of both worlds because they could have said, look, we're going to have all of our players that can participate that we're not sad about. They're going to participate. And then these guys were were holding out ourselves or something like they could have thrown themselves on the grenade and said, we're, we're going to do it for them. Um, or they could have just let it be the team decision and see if anybody actually wanted to opt out. Cause again, we don't know, but there were just so many better ways to handle this. That could have helped with the narrative, at least a little bit, because right now every other team, it's a little bit too negative.
0: The only, uh, like my, the only thing about that, which I, I I've seen mentioned in a few discussions I've seen pop up on random circles in the internet is that if they hold players out of the game for um because they don't want to participate in this night and they get a healthy scratch because of that i i just i've seen people suggest that that could possibly be some sort of union violation yeah i don't say, i don't
2: yeah. want them to be i don't want them to be held out of the game i just think they can wear regular jerseys yeah. in the warm or, or okay. do participate in the warm-up real yeah. quick it's not yeah. do it do it do what, what Ivan
0: Prover do what did have them have yeah. them hop on the bikes under the stadium or something i guess yeah
2: exactly and was. uh yeah, it's it's just it's such a cop out that they had to do this. This yeah. felt very like And it's not like the game handed.
0: means anything. The Hawks are fucking they wanna lose, so who cares? Also,
2: even if they would have sat some of these Russian players out, or would we have missed some of them? I'm not
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> one of one one of them is the first line center, but besides him, no.
2: Again, yeah. I don't I'm I'm he's he's isn't he like actually Swiss or German? Yeah, he's I, I German. I, the, I don't think he even knows Russian.
0: Yeah. Um, just the, no, yeah. He knows the, the German because him and Reichel have been talking German to each other. Yeah, I
2: th- I think he said something about how he doesn't like the only languages he knows or he he has like three languages he knows and Russian was not one of them. So yeah. no. I don't know. It, <laughs> I just I, right. I mean, it's super. So they're they're
1: doing this for they're doing this for two guys. Who, again, no one in Chicago gives a shit about. We don't actually know if
2: they're doing it for those two guys, though. That's the problem. We can't. Somebody in the comments was like, well, if they went that way where they, they had players opt out, then they would become the focus of the story. And I'm like, they're already the focus of the story now. The Blackhawks threw them under the bus, just like Eric said. They're saying, oh, it's the Russians. They're the problem. We're trying to protect them. And now everybody's going, well, uh, Khrushchev has some Russian family. Maybe he's a part of the problem. It's like, no, we have no idea. And that's that's,
0: like they're doing a disservice to everyone, even their own employees, which is not the first time the Blackhawks have done that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I would
2: like, love for one of these Russian, pl- like one of the Russians on the Blackhawks, to come out and go. Actually, I would have been fine with that, but I bet you anything, they're not going to allow them in front of. I uh, am, yeah. um, and that journalists are not going. to I don't think any of the journalists in that room are going to come up to them and ask. Um, yeah, well, I, well I, I don't
1: know about that.
2: Again, it's Ch- well, it's Chicago. I do not think most of them. I can, well, I
1: can tell you. I can easily see Laz or Powers doing it. I can tell you. Laz is the
2: one that gave them the excuse in the first place. He was a part of that Atlantic article. Well, here, I can tell
0: you, I can tell you from someone who has been in that, was in that locker room a week ago and wrote a goofy story about hockey stick tape. Um, But anyway, like the way that process, I was told by the members of the Hawks PR staff when we were there was, um, you know, the player, there's like a handful of players who were milling about in the locker room. And then most of them were hiding or back in the lounge behind the locker room, which is not accessible to the media. But the um, the PR staff that was there said, if there's any players you want, let us know and we can go get them for you. I don't know if the protocol is different on the road because I've never been involved in a media session on the road. I of my assumption is that or I don't want to say an assumption, but from what I've been told by other reporters is that on the road, there tends to be more availability because the players don't have that other lounge to hide in, I guess. So the whole team is pretty much there unless they're like getting medical uh, treatment or whatever. So it would sound like there's going to be a lot of players available. It's just, I don't know how many of the team media, the the beat reporters travel anymore because no one gives a shit about the team. Maybe a few of them are getting on planes tonight and heading out there. Uh, I believe Ben Pope's there because he was tweeting from the Capitals game last night. Uh, but I don't know about the others. Um, we're not there. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, we might we might be there on Sunday. We see, like I, uh, it's it's extremely difficult time and money and everything else wise to get there, but we might need to. So we'll. I make no promises, but so so there's that perspective. I. They can't. There's no way if they. It would be even worse if they just decided to make no players available to the media tomorrow. That would be even more of a cowardly act than what they've already done. I, I don't. Think, I think they'll they allow
2: players to talk. I just don't think they'll allow. I bet it won't be the Russians unless maybe somebody has a really good game, but then I think it'll be focused, but like I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't allow Murphy to well, talk. And,
0: yeah. Well, that, that would be interesting, especially cause he wears an a like that, that letter designates. I'm supposed to be talking to the media. More well, I mean, they they
2: rotate out like, like Kane didn't talk yeah. a couple of times and t- I mean, yeah. he doesn't talk often. And the thing: I just, I just, I just know that from, from the way that they've handled "Quote unquote" scandals in the past. I have not been super impressed with the questions that the local Blackhawks writers ask. Most of those hard questions tend to be asked by people outside of the direct circle that are like get access to the team more. And I don't know if that's because they didn't get the opportunity because other people already asked or if because they do not want to lose access to the team or have less access to insider information. I don't know how to I don't think they want to, like, burn the bridge, if that makes sense.
0: Shay, did you have something else you wanted to offer?
1: Yeah. The Blackhawks, again, have worn pride jerseys a lot in the past.
3: At at least the last
1: two seasons, for sure. Right. There's a player who was a part of those teams who I don't know if the Blackhawks have any way to stop a reporter from asking Jonathan Taves what he thinks about the situation.
0: Yeah. Well, the interesting part of that is like, I don't even know if Taves is with the team in Washington right now because he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't better. I, I, I did see, I him don't in, think, yeah, I
3: don't think he's left Chicago. It sounds like yeah, he's not traveling. I can, I can he's tell still you Still been here. And,
0: like he was seen at the United center uh, for the, uh, the Boston game last week. He was there. Um, that's about, that's about it. <laughs>
3: Yeah. It sounds like he's been in the locker room and at practice and like trying to ramp up a little bit, but he's still not, he's not skating. Yeah. He's not doing any type of practice or activities or anything. No, yet.
0: And that's like, ultimately like the, it's like, it's like to Shay's point at the very beginning, ultimately it feels like Danny works as the person that needs to speak and, and explain why this decision was made and how they got to this point. At the same time though, like Taves is wearing the C, and this is a pretty important topic right now and it would be interesting to know what he thinks about it as well even if he's not healthy like when um uh they had kane and Taves speak when uh the the results of the kyle beach investigation were made public that night via zoom even though i believe neither one of them played in that game if i remember correctly
1: right and he's he's before the beach investigation there was um he was outspoken on social issues. Yeah. That's always But like before, before that, that came to light. He was always sort of very outspoken on, on these sorts of issues.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I guess we'll see. I, I I imagine like over the next few days, like Thursday is going to be very interesting. No, one's going to give a shit about the game Uh, even more so than usual, because uh, there's a lot of things going on away from the ice. And like, it's like, like there's an element again i think i forget which one of you made this point initially but like they're they're like like the Blackhawks, like their players did sign up for this like they thought they were going to be part of the whole process and now thanks to their organization they're going to have to answer a bunch of questions on thursday that they were probably not expecting to and that's i'd i'd be pretty annoyed if i was one of those players but um i guess we'll find out how that's going to work uh we're going to take a time out we're going to catch our breaths and then we're going to come back and talk about Eh, we'll talk about something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I, I promise it'll be better than that. So uh, come on back for all of them.
1: Bowling back. Sobel and drive. Skip it front You Hossa at the side of the in the ice after serving that five-minute boarding call. The shot from the point. Look at Marian Hossa. Standing right to the right of Pecorine. And the reaction. Sopel started it. Hossa finishes it. And Chicago
0: uh, Welcome back to Musings on Madison. And uh, just one thing quickly I wanted to mention as we were talking about in our intermission meeting there. Uh, so the Hawks play on s- this Saturday night in Minnesota, and then they play Sunday. At home against the Canucks and that's Pride Night. So I don't know if I mentioned or said anything about a morning skate. They typically do not have a morning skate um when they have the second the tail end of a back to back. So any media things that might happen would be out of the ordinary on Sunday if they had him in the morning or afternoon. Uh I don't remember what I said, but if I I just wanted to clarify all that in case I said something out of line. Um but anyway, getting back to the whole topic at hand, um I, I just think the the biggest the, the like the disappointing thing for me when when these topics come up and like this happened when on uh Eric's excellent um, Monday feature with the Dying Hard series and there was like I know Facebook comments are the bane of existence of the world I get it but somebody made a comment about unnecessary politics because uh, Eric talked about the James Reimer thing in that article and it like I the the part of this that has never seemed to add up for me uh, initially was. Like this is not – this should not be a political thing. This is just people living their lives. It has become a political thing, to Shea's points, about how – because there is uh, – because the Republican Party has made this such a big, big topic, and it's it's just so um, – it, it feels like it uh, they, they have taken a – something that is just how people are living their lives that really does not affect anybody outside of those worlds – and they've turned it into like a scare tactic to scare the shit out of their base and rile them up because they know people will react to it. And that's the most disappointing thing. This should not be such a political issue, but it has become one. And that's really disappointing because it's just people living their lives. And that sucks. And that, But that's the way our world is right now. Um, Eric, I know you had something else you wanted to say, so I wanted to let you have the floor.
3: It's just a more kind of a, a general thought, a broader point. Um, and I thought of that meme. It's of the protest sign where it says, our, expectation, our expectations for you were low, but, <laughs> but holy, holy fuck. fuck. Um, just the, the Blackhawks in general. And I'm sure there's a little bit of a crossover. And a lot of people who are on Second City probably, you know, are still on the faxes from Uncle Dale guys and stuff too. But they had an episode a couple of weeks ago, and Andrew C. Slack was talking about just – what a fucking bummer it is to be a Blackhawks fan in general and to try to have to justify your fandom to other fan bases and to – it's like we have to apologize or quantify for things that we had absolutely nothing to do for. You have to apologize
0: for where you were born. (laughs)
3: Essentially, yeah. I mean when I was seven years old and this was my favorite team, I didn't know that one day their best player was going to you know, be responsible for – all kinds of different dumb stuff that he was doing off the ice that we would have to somehow justify. But just, I I don't understand how they can be this out of touch in a season where they're so terrible, they're expecting people to continue to tune in and watch the team and root for the team in the wake of probably the worst thing that has ever happened in the history of their entire franchise coming off of last season. And it's just... There's nothing to feel good about with this team at all whatsoever. And I felt like it was such a, for back of a, you know, not being that creative, it was such a nice thing to see Connor Murphy come out and to see kind of the rest of the hockey community at large be like, fucking ain't right. Like, that's awesome. Somebody has got up, somebody said something, somebody did it. And it just feels like that's all gone again now. That's all gone In the span of, you know, the as soon as Ben Pope posted that and the story, it blew up. I saw it a bunch of different places at once. And it was just a lot of kind of fucking Blackhawks, the same... Yeah, same old old Blackhawks, right? Yeah, just, you know, and, and that's what it feels like, is there's just this complete lack of understanding. And I think we were all pinning our hopes to the fact that a lot of that was, you know, it was McDonough and, you know, Bowman or, you know, and then beyond the shadow of a doubt, Rocky going off at the town hall last year. Oh, oh but, you know, then it's Danny and Jamie Faulkner are coming in, and it's going to be different, and it's a new general manager, and it's a new coach and all these things, and it's going to be different. And I, personally, I even think that that's part of the reason why Taves and Kane are both gone, as they just wanted to move on from everything and start over. But then you're doing the exact same stuff again. And it's, I'm supposed to watch this game tomorrow. I'm supposed to recap it. I hope Washington beats the fucking shit out of them. Won't be hard. <laughs> I definitely will not. I, I don't, what am I supposed to care about? You know, I have, I have young kids. I have a really hard time rationalizing ever watching a game with them or like taking them to a game right now. And I don't know what's supposed to make me change my mind about that when they can't do something as simple as just follow through on something that they've already done before.
0: Yeah, I, I I find myself getting very, I find it very easy to like romanticize about sports in the sense of like there is something I, I enjoy just like the pure, not purity is not the right word in this situation, but just like the, just like the very like nature of like people coming together and watching a game, hanging out together, like the, the collective experience that comes with sports. I love talking about that and we'll talk about that. At, for for hours upon end with anybody who wants to talk about it because I think that's it's one of the very few places left where people can people of different walks of life can get together and do and and sit side by side and have a common interest like i there there's i play like eric I know you've played hockey uh so you played barely hockey or, or maybe not barely but you you've played sports and like well here let me step away from that analogy the four people here in this discussion right now I would not know any of them if hockey didn't exist. So like I, it's very easy for me to go down roads, like to find all the things that hockey and sports in general have brought into my life. But shit like this is, and shit like this just throws all of that away. And it throws away all the things that I love and enjoy about sports and like to
3: go ahead, Eric. No. I mean, you literally, it's a communal experience. It brings people together. It's a common interest and you're sharing an experience with other people. That's what going to a sporting event is. You're reading, you're reacting, you're high-fiving strangers, you're screaming at strangers, you're, you know, all these things. And when you're putting up things to divide people from each other, it goes against the things that we love about sports in the first place was that I can go talk to a 90 year old man about the Blackhawks, and I can talk to a 10 year old kid about the Blackhawks. Like, it's, it's supposed to be for everyone. It's for the city. You know, the team represents the city, and the city gets behind the team. And what you're saying is, yeah, not the whole city and eh, not everybody out there. We're only concerned about the people that, you know, affect our bottom line or whatever they're concerned about. And that's, that sucks. That's not what it's supposed to be about.
0: I think I said something early on in the show about the uh, the anti-corporate stance I developed more and more as I've gotten older. No, th- this ain't helping it. Because <laughs> that, that feels like, that ultimately feels like what this whole decision comes down to, is that the Blackhawks are worried like, it's going to be a bad look or it's going to be bad, it's going to hurt their bottom line if they let the players wear these pride jerseys, so we're not going to
1: do it. Well, again, which makes no sense in the city of Chicago. Yeah.
0: So any other thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, uh, I, I've, I've run out of points to make and, and things to to point to. I, I feel like the ending there, like it, it, the, the, the last 10 minutes or so, like, I feel like that's made me more angry than I angrier than I realized It's just how like, this is like, you are ruining this thing that I enjoy so much. Stop ruining this thing for me, please.
3: i mean the older you get the more you realize like sports owners they don't care and it's it's self-interest and it's hard to you know bounce that off of the team that you care about and the players that you love and this thing that you love it's two you know completely different things but it's it is it's hard Mm. because i mean fandom it's it's a passion like there's you know uh you to an extent you love it we spend and we spend more time than anybody paying attention to them and (laughs) all the dumb things that's going on yeah way too much this yeah Um, yeah
0: there's uh my favorite one of my favorite or probably my favorite book trilogy that i've ever read is the red rising trilogy uh by pierce brown i believe the author's name is i don't know if anybody else has read these books um but they're good if you're in the uh dystopian uh sci-fi kind of fantasy world they're a great series. Go read it. But there's a quote in there that I'm thinking of right now. That is the worst part about getting older is you start to see the cracks in everything.
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to one of my fa- one one of the most famous I think quotes in the history of Chicago sports. Oh, Republicans I buy <laughs> Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> um, and I think that's what uh, become like the NHL owners' motto. Um, and so this is it's one of the reasons they're just all sort of just canceling these pride nights because fucking Republicans can't stand gay people all of a sudden.
3: Yeah. Well, and I have a friend who works in tech and he got laid off like six days before Vox cut all the funding and it's like butterfly effect stuff. I mean, he said in in tech and I'm I'm sure it's the same thing. It's, it's fucking lame old white guys. (laughs) They see one of them do something and they're like, Oh shit, I can do that too. OK, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to get rid of 7% of our workforce or, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go buy this fucking company or we can cancel our pride night and get away with it, too. And it's just, you know. Maddening.
2: It gives them the convenient excuse, as Dave said earlier.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: the good news I have on that front is uh, our website going to be an independent publication in about two weeks. Uh, there's still going to be a lame white dude in charge, but he's not going to be old, I guess. Oh, oh, oh,
2: don't call yourself lame. (laughs) Uh,
0: I, I was trying to think of something, uh, something Blackhawks related that was like, uh, fun and uplifting to talk about in this last little space here, uh, to bring, to bring this all together. But I'm really running out of things. Like I, there's like, uh, Eric's part or Eric's discussion really brought it all into focus. Like the team sucks on the ice, the team sucks off the ice. Uh, like, yeah, they've got some prospects, but, I mean, they're not going to be here for two or three years, the majority of them. So, like, what is there to even get excited about? They're not winning the tank race, so they're not going to have the best odds unless Columbus gets on a heater all of a sudden. So, it's it's pretty dark right now, man. Like, I it, it is crazy to think of how much fun this team was a decade ago to just – it's such a drag to be a, a Hawks fan right now. But at the, the same time, like, I just – I I don't know what to do because I I cannot, I I, I cannot not be a Hawks fan. Like I just, I can't do, it's just, it's, it's who I am. It's where I live. So, oh,
3: yeah, you don't pick your favorite teams or the teams pick you and then there's not much you can do about it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know some people, I know like Shay's been able to turn off that switch. I I envy you immensely, Shay, because maybe I'm just too, uh,
3: too stubborn or something. I don't know. I, I mean I I appreciate watching hockey so much. I love watching other teams and but it's it's different when it's not your team. And you can try and you know, at least for me, I'm I have not been successful. It's not the same thing as much as I get into the playoffs or I, I you know pick whatever team I want to win that year and I root for them. It's not the same as when it's your team that you grew up watching or you know, that's represents the city that you're from.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Well, mm-hmm.
1: It it, it 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 depends on like because I've I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan I've covered Vegas I've covered Vegas since the very beginning of their existence. Uh, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I just fell deeply in love with them and I and I have a big affinity for for MCDC. Um, like, <laughs> and I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, and that's just because Giannis Antetokounmpo is the coolest player in the NBA. Um, that's I, like, I would side on with that. Giannis is pretty cool. Yeah, like there's like it just rooting for teams. I root for I root for more teams outside of the, the the city and the state where I'm from than I root for teams inside of it. The only the only the only team I root for now from the city of Chicago, the Chicago White Sox. How's that going for you? <laughs> <laughs> They're threatening to move every like five years, and I, they have the team. There's just... uh,
0: maybe the owner will go away first. <laughs> That's Sell the man. team, Jerry. Sell
3: the team, Jerry.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's sign, there's signs on 31st Street in Bridgeport right now. Betsy, what about you? Do you have any other teams that you watch or that you're a fan of, uh, e- either in or outside of the hockey world? Uh,
2: the only other team that I watch regularly it's, is probably the Canes, um, and that has less to do – like, I like them, but it's mostly because um, – one tivo was there and so i was like that's cool but also i get fox sports south and so they play oh, carolina yeah, the preds tampa it, like they rotate them and so if i'm going to pick one of them it's going to pick the canes so i'm picking the freds
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> so but, but that's pretty you, much it i don't like i don't like baseball or football or <laughs> basketball or soccer <laughs> so not a lot what about uh, Slam
0: Ball? Do you have a Slam Ball team? I heard Slam Ball's coming back, so maybe I you can get I don't even know
2: what that is. I used to watch um, Quidditch intramural stuff when I was Okay,
0: have we, had, have we had the discussion that I have a twin brother who's heavily involved in the... It's actually called Quad Ball now?
1: Cause they, yes, yeah, it is. Okay. Because they wanted to separate. I played Quad Ball throughout college. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: about to say. And, I was, and,
1: and, and that's how I met my best friend, is through Quad Ball.
0: That's how my twin brother met his wife. They are married, we made fun of him for years for doing it, but he got a wife out of it, so who's who's really the the one that's getting laughed at?
2: yeah, so you yeah so... Never make fun of people for um, I feel like hobbies that are like very niche are the best way to meet people who are going to be significant in your life, whether it's a friend or a romantic partner
0: see that or that's that's, w- <laughs> that's like going back to like uh, the way I romanticize about sports like the um like the the communal aspect of it. Like that is my favorite thing about hockey is when I find people that have other interests. Like when I find people that have the same music interests as me that are also into hockey, I tend to become fast friends with them because there's, there's something about the overlap between this niche musical interest, interest and how we watch hockey. There's a lot of people that watch hockey, not as many as other sports, but there's not as many people that watch it. I feel like in the way that I do, and I, I think this group has the four of us in here have a similar look at it, even though we do have some different music tastes, but I could tell you like from uh, how I, why mill is on staff is because I interacted with him on Twitter a bunch because I knew we had the same music tastes and sports interests. And then when I became site manager, I'm like, I think I, mill should be on staff so we could talk about sports. Cause I think we do it. We watch it in the same way. Um, and I think uh, that's also why Eric's here too. And, and then Betsy and Shay, I know through your, uh, just the way you talk about the numbers and everything behind the game. Like I feel like you two also have a similar way that you're watching hockey compared to me. So I like, that's a, that's a cool thing that doesn't happen in a lot of other parts of the world.
3: Absolutely. And I, th- I think the fact that we all kind of had a similar reaction to this, that kind of, I, I, that's kind of the lens through which we're viewing the sports at the same time too. So.
0: Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I mean, if you go through our Twitter mentions or if you like check Facebook comments, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are fully in support of what the Blackhawks are doing. But I feel like there is there's less and less um, outright. Rejection of this of these nights, like I don't think I think those people are going are slowly getting quieter and quieter and quieter. It's probably not going as fast as I wish it was. But like I I, again goes back to the idea like it just doesn't seem like they needed to make this decision. Because I just feel like they're that's the reason they're ultimately doing it no matter what they say they're doing it.
3: Yeah, there's some invisible pressure from somewhere that they felt the need to yeah. adjust their plans for yeah.
0: I't well, I guess uh, again, we're recording this Wednesday night. maybe some things will change maybe some people will talk and we'll get some answers and things will be different or maybe we won't and we'll be just as pissed off when we get back together next week. Um, to do the next episode. So this is usually where we transition to a food take, but given the nature of the evening's discussion, I didn't uh, necessarily think of one. Does anybody have a, a quick food thoughts or a food opinion? <laughs> I mean, What's Eric, the best I... thing
3: to throw at Danny words?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have one that hi. I think Shay might have a reaction to because they eat healthy, but salads are an affront to food. <laughs>
0: and they should be meals. You don't win friends with salad. Okay. The Simpsons got it right.
1: Okay, don't 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 yell at me, Bessie. The best <laughs> meal I've ever eaten while watching a movie, because I'm I'm blessed enough to have Alamo Draft House in my area. Their chicken their fried chicken Caesar salad. Is the best deal I've ever had while watching a movie.
0: I guarantee you, the only reason it's good is because of the fried chicken part. Yeah, now. it's it's no. We're just having fried chicken. Grass no, chicken. It's like,
1: cheese. It's also cheese, Dave.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the things that people like about salads are the non-salad salad part. Yeah. That's just so water.
0: Salad leaf is water the borderline is condiment through. at this point.
1: Here's the, here's the thing. There's like I believe they've done studies like romaine lettuce, which is it makes up a lot of salads. There's like no nutritional value to that.
2: No.
1: No, it's
3: basically Isn't just water.
1: If you're gonna eat like vegetables, eat actual vegetables.
2: <laughs> I also like when have you guys ever been in like a obviously I think everybody, you you're going down the line of like food at a catered event and and the like people are putting the food on your plate for you. And every time you start with a salad, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to waste plate space on that. No. That is, if it was, if it comes in its own bowl as like an extra thing, whatever, I guess I'll eat it. But I don't want to waste plate space on leaf water.
1: <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so this is this is this is where we need to start talking about what you define as salad, because if you're going, if you're coming for potato salad, that's a whole you know,
2: different we're talking thing. About- We're talking about leaves, okay? Potatoes are a completely different thing and are like the most versatile and best food. Starch, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Potatoes are great. You just you need to find your green. Do you have a green that you like at all, Betsy?
2: Yeah, I love broccoli, peas, and green beans are probably the best. I like okra too, but also I'm, I'm from the south, so I think it's like required to like okra. Fried is better than are, not. Are you a,
1: are you a barbecue person? Yes. How, or how like do you collard. feel about
2: collards? Are
1: great. How, how do you feel about Brussels sprouts?
2: Uh, it depends on how they're cooked. If
0: if you cook Brussels sprouts correctly, they are yeah. fantastic.
1: They're the best. If you they're don't, the best.
0: if you don't, they're
1: awful.
2: Or if yeah, you can, yeah. if you get and I'm them, not that good. This goes back to one of
1: my other takes that any food is good if prepared the right way, except for salad.
2: No. Because it's not prepared anyway, <laughs> it's just there accompanied with, by other things, like stop it, um it's prepared
0: with ranch dressing to make it yeah. tolerable
2: man i I love Brussels sprouts that if you can um get them delead essentially like if you and then you toast them um or air fry them and make them crispy and you put the right seasoning on them, they're really good as like chips. <laughs> Kale can do that too, but kale gets weird. I'm also like, I
0: feel like uh, it doesn't get enough credit. Uh, celery is actually not that is
2: not that bad. That's, that's I'm not going to stick not, water or stem water. I don't. It's not <laughs> water in a different form, sir. Okay, I tried. I don't think I, celery has any. Like the only way bump. I want celery is as a way to get peanut butter in my mouth.
3: Yeah, I was going to say bump on a log. Yep.
2: Oh. there you go that was my food take salads are awful unnecessary
3: you just got to find the one that you like or make it yourself and then you can i I mean i literally made a salad i made a salad a bunch of extra (laughs) stuff what was in it
2: uh it was it was just lettuce and egg and a dressing because it was literally just supposed to be the green on the side and i was too lazy The only um, frozen bags we had of veggies or or the cans were non-steamable in the microwave, and I was just not about that life. So, yeah. (laughs) I was just lazy. It was a um, salad that had kale mixed in with it, and kale at least has good shit to give you.
3: Yeah, lots of vitamins.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, well... We got we got to a good end. We got to a good pleasant food discussion at the very end, because once again, we are the best food themed hockey podcast on the Internet. And we're going to keep being that when April gets here, um, even if uh, we got we got some work to do on the whole uh, move to a new website, which we're still uh, we're working on it. Uh, I, I'm going to have in the last week of March, there will be a post on the website with uh, more concrete details on where we're going and what we're doing and how it's all going to work and how it's going to affect the people who read our website and comments and all that. Um, It's not anything massive. Like ultimately secondcityhockey.com will be our website address. There might be a few days or so where uh, it's not, but ultimately that's where we're going to end up right back at home. Um, And uh, we'll get some more details to the website later, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, But thanks to the group for hanging out this evening uh eric betsy and Shay, uh it was a pleasure having this good uh adult grown-up conversation uh on a t- on a topic that uh unfortunately is going to be around for a while it seems uh this this issue doesn't is not going anywhere unfortunately with the way the nhl's handling uh handling it i should say and uh we'll see uh, i'm i'm intrigued to see what happens next season because uh i have no idea what's going to happen next um but we'll uh we'll probably talk about it then too uh hopefully the the blackhawks do something different next time around um but that's gonna do it for this episode musings on madison i'm on twitter at fifty seven 57 shepherd is at your host's witness eric's not on twitter neither is betsy but uh they're both at secondcityhockey.com. eric's is, his name is eric Geg there i believe betsy's his lbr where she's the second city hockey bull and wall of text and then 2nd city Hockey's is the main account and uh yeah keep an eye on the website we'll uh keep doing our previews and recaps and all that for the rest of the season and then we'll all cross our fingers till the may 8th draft lottery and uh we might be back next week well maybe not maybe something good will happen for us to talk about but uh whenever that next time gets here we'll talk to you then